Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movie, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Disgraced Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist... Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. Now, we're still surrounded by furless Ewoks. Oh, man. In the <laughs> desert sands of Canonica. But we're relatively comfortable. They've made us comfortable. Hey, they're great. I mean, I mean, like like I said, they're surprisingly smooth. They're for yeah. chill, being hairless. You know? you know, they're very cool. Yeah. Yeah. For lack of a better way to say it, they have a lovely slip and slide that they're really good at. <laughs> and, you mean, know, when I say chill, I mean to the touch. Like, they're, oh, they're, yeah. they they're generate, like, coolness. It's oh, kind of nice. Yeah. You know, after being it's in like, the like we don't really know what their deal is. Yeah. We just know that they're cool. Smooth and cool. You can have a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, is that right? For, is that right, guys? Is that right? Yep, yep. From what we've gathered, though, we've learned a little bit about them. This tribe of Ewoks left Endor a while ago, and then they crash landed here after they formed some kind of crime syndicate. Along the way, they met the being that they call their daimyo, and we're due to meet this daimyo shortly, but they want us to record the episode first. So being of no help whatsoever in this period, as always, is our reprogrammed IT interrogator droid AZ-00, a.k.a. Azu. Yeah, um, it's clear that this syndicate of furless Ewoks uh, took out canon quality assurance. Uh, Some of the messages that we received were real, but not Mm. all of them. Towards the end, some of them were fabricated by someone here, maybe the daimyo. Weirdly enough, all of these Ewoks shaved off their fur before they got here in the <laughs> desert, so I don't know what that's about. Okay. Um, who then, Azu, told us to come into the desert? Who sent us that mysterious message? Again, um, you know, I don't have all the answers. Uh, the daimyo, I guess? I don't know. I'm not a prophet. Okay, but wait, wait. The quality canon assurance was real, and then, and, and then these guys, these Ewoks... Killed them and like our while we were on our that's as much as we know. Wow. Yeah. Well, at some point, no. At some point, that hopefully we'll get some answers. I hope so. It's convoluted. I'm sure that's everyone listening to this. Oh, it's oh, it's of course it's convoluted. (laughs) What else? But uh, it's also called Return of the Pod. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure listeners are really excited about that and only that. Um, Now we're recording on February second, twenty twenty two. That's right. Two, 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 wow, two. A lot of twos. Do you want more twos? Well, here you go, guys. I didn't. I didn't even notice that today. I will say. Oh yeah, big day. Out of the press. It's a big day for twos. (laughs) Yeah, and it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah, it is. It is. So that last episode, doozy. And it's one of my dearest and oldest friends' birthdays as well. Is it? Yeah. Happy birthday to Caitlin's friend. Happy birthday, Caitlin's friend. <laughs> yes, Isabel. Shout out to Isabel. Hello, Isabel. 
What a wonderful name. And um, that was so skeevy. I'm sorry, Isabel. Uh, we're, we're about ready to jump into chapter six of the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Which was kind of uneventful. Not much going on. Yeah, nothing happened. In, in nothing this happened. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking nothing about. Nothing happened today, um, except, um, and this is intentionally using the word literally, literally everything. But before we do, it's time for some news on the march. News on the march. Some previs footage from the abandoned 1313 game recently leaked. Have you guys seen this? I, I have. And I remember I did, yeah. uh, us all being very excited about the possibility of 1313. So Yeah, we spoke about it in uh, our episode about um, uh, Fallen Order. We yes. did a whole thing about that. Yeah, about what 1313 would have been. It was a mm-hmm. whole uh, down underground, lower depths of Coruscant. Apparently, you would have played as Boba Fett, hunting down bounties and everything like that. And But it, it was abandoned. It never happened. And it was going to weave in with a show and all that at the same and, and all of that, but did not come to be. But anyway, we're finally seeing some of this previs, animatic, whatever you want to call it, early stages of the build of the game. And it does look very cool. In some of this footage, you see the player as Boba run through a what is definitely a butcher shop, which definitely has ah. tauntauns hanging on hooks. <laughs> and it looks very familiar um, in terms of what we saw in chapter five of the Book of Boba yep. Fett with Din Djarin and the Butcher Shop. Bit of a call-out. One of the game's designers on 1313, Grant Parker, recently tweeted that a lot of early concept art for 1313 has been repurposed for both The Mandalorian... Oh, Mandalorian! ...and the Book of Boba Fett. So wow. he's happy to see it. So a lot of that... And they did a lot, so much concept art and, and everything for that game that what that show is going to be so it's nice to see it finally being used and it looks incredible even though this this footage is from years ago it still looks great it still Man, looks, I, yeah. want to, I still want this game <laughs> i'd still play it it reminds yeah. me of i know caitlin likes this game star wars bounty hunter yeah he plays, mm-hmm. plays Django. it reminds me of an updated version of that but just thinking of this with updated next-gen graphics. Ugh, what could have been? <laughs> but it's nice to see that some of it, not all of that work was in vain. And I think it's nice that this person's hard work is being seen in some way, shape, or form. And that goes for the entire team. So yeah. even though we never got to play it, its legacy lives on somewhat. The leaked game designs are not hard to find on YouTube <laughs> in case you want to check them out. And that has been News on the March. With that, we're going to charge back into Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. That's uh, last yeah, Bo- show. Boba, Boba that's the Fett. show. Last I looked, that's still the title. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to discuss, and ce- here's what's going to happen. Here's what's what's going to happen, Brian? Go tell us, please. We're going to discuss and celebrate the Karkin Criff the Karkin out of yes, this episode. So for new canon reveals, we have our canon canon. <laughs> We have hot takes along the way. We'll sound the hot take alarm. And if anything really blew our minds, we'll let loose with a seismic mind charge. Now, this episode is brand new and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. For good measure, we'll bring out our good friend Werner Herzog to do what he does best. Werner? Oh, there he is. Watch out, he walks. Watch out. Out of the sand. Yep. That's right. It is me. It is Werner. I am back to sound the spoiler klaxon. And not only that, I will treat you with the opening lines from William Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus. 
Noble patricians, patrons of my right, defend the justice of my cause with arms and countrymen, my loving followers, plead my successive title with your swords. I am the firstborn son that was the last that wore the imperial diadem of Rome, so let my father's honors live in me. No wrong mine age with this indignity. What is there, Caitlin Ambush? Okay. There is a clear order in which to watch Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 6, and then listen to our podcast. Damn right there is Caitlin Ambush, and if I... No, Kate, thank you, Werner, that's enough. (laughs) Here we go again. Okay. Punch it. I am Boba Fett. Speak freely. The Book of Boba Fett, released on Disney Plus on February 2nd, 2022, directed by... Dave Filoni, written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Shocker. Shocking. Um, I I have to just uh, say something right here, right at the outset. Mm. Um, I will admit after last week's episode, which was largely Din Djarin, no, no Boba in his own show at all. Right. I was trying to wrap my head around what's going on there. It's like, why is this happening in a show that's all about Boba Fett. And especially because I love the first four episodes and recently rewatched them and, and had some experiences with them, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And then I remembered that in an interview, somebody, I forget who it was, said, this is this show is really going to be Mandalorian 2.5, and man, is it ever. And then I kind of thought, like, last night before this episode, I said, you know what? Am I having fun? Did I have fun watching the last episode? <laughs> yes. Of course. Is it kind of blowing my mind? And is it like showing me new wonderful things? Yes. So what the hell do I care what the show is <laughs> called? What do I care what the chapter is? Who cares? Yeah. Is it fun? That's is it? Point. Is it? Am I thinking about it? Is it inspiring me? Is Are it you making... not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? It's like, yes. And so who cares about the rest? I was just, let it go, let it go. And so I was in a way primed for chapter six, which happened today, the Filoni special. And if you'll permit me, Matt, I'm going to need you to do something for me. Oh, boy. Okay, what do oh, you got? No. I'm going to need you to sink in to the controls back on the Starbinger 2. You have your pad there, right? Yes, I do. Right here. Yeah. And I'm going to need you to fire everything we have. Oh, Brian, I I mean, we're not everything. I I don't think that's a good idea. Just do it. Everything we have now. Brace yourselves, Ewoks. There you go. More. More. That's enough. No, that's enough. Brian. All right, all right, that's enough, that's enough. It's okay, Ewoks. We need to save those weapons. We don't know what's going on here. I think you got him. Yeah. (laughs) Am I wrong? No, you are not wrong. No, you're not. With this Star Wars, this new Star Wars, the one thing I love the most about it, I guess, right now is you can expect the unexpected. Never know what's coming. Yeah. It's a good point because we know, we well, some castings are no longer a surprise. They're all in the in in the in the C three PO action figure case now. Yeah. So we don't know who Filoni's going to bring out. We maybe saw two or three of these coming. Yeah. He, 
it's like a certain point in the episode, it's like, well, that's what it's going to be. And man, is it satisfying. And then he pulls another one. It and just it's like, keeps coming. It's like you were trying to kill me this morning and I love you for it. What's that about? We were also all of our Twitters were just going off all day. Mm, all My day. texts were going off mm. all day. People were losing their minds over this. And mm-hmm. I don't think it had anything to do with nostalgia. No. And I, I will say, uh, I, I was watching this during my lunch break today. I took an opportunity to watch I know, the we, episode. We were texting. And I was, li- I was live texting the two of you my reactions, and it was a lot of swearing. It was a yeah. lot of swearing. Oh, it was so <laughs> much swearing. One of, yeah, I gotta, we got to find one of them, because it was such a perfectly all-caps text. <laughs> But I, I think it's and, – and yes, we, we've been talking about this too, Matt, in terms of this show and Star Wars in general. Some of it is nostalgia. A li- yeah. I'd be lying if I said a little bit of the allure isn't nostalgia. And yes, it's for kids. But again, but I get – and I've been thinking about this since you brought it up. I mm-hmm. get very different things from Star Wars now as a quote-unquote adult. Yes. Um, <laughs> as a grown person than I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Then it was all about lightsabers and ships and everything. Did I care about a well-acted scene? No. <laughs> no, right. Do I right. now? Yeah. Yeah. Do yep. I get a lot of, you know, comfort, inspiration, and spirituality, as silly as that may sound from this now as, as a grown person? Yeah. And it's different from what it was as a kid. So a little bit of it is, oh, that shit from that thing. But a lot of it is these are things that are being added to this huge story that has been with us our entire lives that just keeps being added to the myth keeps getting bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. and it's i don't care what age you are it's just it's just adding to the story and that is just so fascinating and wonderful to me and also what's wrong with nostalgia What's wrong no, nothing, with, no. with no, nothing. things that make people happy and make them <laughs> want to look back on on what it is that they love and continuing to add to that? Like, ultimately, I understand the argument against pop culture only being about nostalgia anymore, but, like, I don't really care about Star yeah. Wars nostalgia. I want it. Give it to me. Yeah. Exactly. It's the, the how I felt as a kid watching these movies was com- was com- was just completely different and I honestly don't really want nostalgia for those times. I I, I personally it's um I I choose to look forward. And so it's looking forward at what the new possibilities are when they give us an episode like this. That's much more exciting to me than wanting to go back and relive what it was like as a wee little child in, <laughs> a wee in the lad. basement playing yeah. with the action figures. I don't know. Um, there, and there's nothing wrong with nostalgia, but, and there, and as I said, there's a little bit of that here, but I don't, I think it's selling the work from everybody on this team short to say, that's all it is. Right. Whether you're a child and adult or what. Um, and, probably disagree or what. Anyway, I want to get, <laughs> before we get into the rundown of what, <laughs> The laundry list of everything that happens. <laughs> Let's go. Feelings, thoughts, state of being. How are we? Caitlin M. Bush, what's the deal? I'll, I will say I will say that there is one pairing that I am so, 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 so happy uh, interacted and that I never expected to in live action. And there is another pairing that we did not see interact. And it kind of makes me want to cry. That they did not interact in this. They were like literally like three so close. feet from each other. They so were close. so close. <laughs> um, and I just, mm, I my my entire reaction to it is just one big Caitlin screams. The entirety <laughs> of like almost an hour of television. It's fantastic. A lot of listeners 
tweeting in, writing in, having Caitlin screams moments themselves. They were and not saying I screamed, saying I had a Caitlin, Caitlin screams, screams moment, moment on the train, yeah. on the plane, on the automobile. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. You, you, a Caitlin screams moment is just a sound. You are so excited or so taken aback by something that the sound just leaves you without your permission. And then if <laughs> you are in public, yeah. everyone around you just gives you the weirdest look you've ever received in your life. But you don't care because you're so excited about the thing that you made the noise about involuntarily. That's what's <laughs> nice living in a city because you could just be screaming and nobody looks and at you literally no, you're still not the weirdest yeah. person within two blocks. Far from it. The sound of one Caitlin screaming. Yeah. You, you could <laughs> say. Yeah. Matt Romano, I want to switch it over to you yeah. before we move any forward. I know you have thoughts and takes. Let's Ugh, hear them. I have a lot of thoughts and takes. I Prelim- was like preliminary, preliminary, we're, preliminary. Yeah, because yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to all that. But I was just blindsided by this episode. <laughs> same, I feel. Same, like, you know, same. Like, yeah. like, I just thought for sure we were gonna get back to the Boba Fett story, <laughs> and we did it. Like I was laughing throughout the episode, and, like every time it went, it what didn't go back to Boba Fett. <laughs> like it was like forty minutes into the episode, and we finally get back Saw to Boba Fett Palace. for about two seconds. Yeah, and and didn't I get am back not to him, complaining. But it, but it but it did get back to the story. Right. Yes. The overall story of a boat, which is a little more than we could say for last week. Yes, exactly. Um, it did get back to that story, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's like again. I love, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved all of this. I just had that taste in my mouth the whole episode that, like, I was like, I don't know, eating too much candy. You know, it's yeah. like I always felt bad that I wasn't like giving the attention to Boba Fett and his friends. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it just like the meat and vegetables that still is really tasty and you love yeah. it. Yeah. But I then you it. have this candy that comes in too, and you're like, <laughs> I'm just destroying all the dessert at you. Yeah, the ruining, yeah. The, ruining your appetite. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different kind of. It was a different kind of protein for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Recently, I watched the first four episodes of the series, and it's such a swerve. It's yeah. such a pivot to these uh, chapters five and six. And not in a bad way. It's just it's no. Just it's it's just jarring. Different. You know, yeah. it's different. It's jarring. And like and like, I'm glad you said this at the top. Brian about the title like you know you shouldn't get too preoccupied with the title of the show because I think that's where my head's at like you know they cut to the book of book of Boba Fett fun I see all the promotion for it we're not watching that show ultimately <laughs> in the story threads once you get behind this motivation behind this behind this behind this it all does come back to Boba Fett yeah it in does. one way shape or form which he's behind and characters even though he's not on screen one certain character who we'll get to references his him by name is like in in the way of he's not the person you think he is yeah. <laughs> yeah. and now that we've had his setup the story of his rebirth and everything which I'm a sucker for you know being reborn out of the sands of Tatooine. Oh, same. I love a, and, I love a re- and rebirth story. reborn and and decided to change his entire life um, which is something I did not understand or give a crap about as a kid, but now rings insanely true to me as a older person. And I think, Matt, uh, on to that point, I think we're just going to be having this. I think the Ahsoka show is going to be doing this. I think yeah. I think the shows are just going to be doing I can see a, an episode potentially of Star Wars Ahsoka. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Where Boba Fett's the main, yeah. like, Character we're we're intermixing. One thing you is never not, know what the hell they're going to do. It's not just one thing anymore. We're yeah. this. It is the Star Wars universe, and it is anyone's story. 
It's just another chapter in the book of Boba Fett, but it's from a different point of view. But, 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 I mean, they, this whole thing goes back to my argument, though, last week. And, and now I'm, I'm more behind this than ever, that they just should have chaptered this in now, a row. I, I, know? I, I, <laughs> because it doesn't I, make sense. With I'm every sorry, episode, I agree, I agree more here. with Matt. I agree yeah, more with Matt this week no, than I did I, last week. I, I, yeah. I, I am... I am Plant, planting a flag in the on the opposite camp. I do not I want know. that. I know. It would get right, confusing. I know. Okay. The, the way they title is different. I don't want that. I don't want that. And I'm really thankful you're not in charge. <laughs> well, for look, now. My, look, I don't my, want Yoda, my Yoda baby doll uh, is in Maya Matt's camp. Is in yeah. Matt's oh, camp. There, there, you go. So my there you go. My Yoda baby, my little man is in my camp. You know what I'm really I'm the one burns? physically holding a little man right now. Well, mine's in bed because uh. I'm a responsible parent. But <laughs> at seven twenty, you know what really burns me is well, he's you know he had a rough day. But um, <laughs> a friend of mine texts me this that he agrees with you Thank about you. this See? after this, and, <laughs> and, and he's just like four paragraphs, and I just texted never side with Matt again. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Or, or you know we're, we're dumping all the titles. A, he sent me a yeah. good fellas give after that. Look. It doesn't matter if if we agree or not. This is how it is. No, so I know. Get on I, you board. Know, at, at some point, I think we just we should just name the the show should be called Star Wars. Star, <laughs> and, Star and Wars. It, you know, but it's not. This is what it is. So accept oh, yeah. it. It's no, I'm just kidding. We're, I don't think you are. Here's the thing. No matter how many sides any of us will take, we can all agree. This episode was awesome. It's it was fun. awesome. They I mean, could come on. call it. They could call it the Claude Diaries, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Well, Claude's not in it. I don't care. It's, it's just it's, Gossip Girl. They could yeah. be it's, taken over by HBO and could be the new season of Gossip Girl. I don't know. XOXO. Like, oh yeah. man, there we go. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Dan Humphrey. <laughs> Was the spy? All right, a lot what? of show. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Here's get what happens. We open on Tatooine with some spinning fans, and we got some pikes loading up a full camp tono and a chest confronted by Pretty Boy, everyone's favorite son, Cobb mm. Vance. Yeah. Played by Timothy Oliphant. So he's the pretty much the first person you see I aside guessed. from the pikes in the episode is Cobb Vance. My can I just I will just say I will be the first one mind blown. Oh, wow! One. Yeah, there it's like go. they just—this is how you start. Before I was the title. not expecting to see Cobb, even though this is no. on Tatooine. Even though he is a large player on Tatooine yeah. in his own right, I was not expecting to should see. Should have Cobb saw that coming. Actually, yep. I should have. We all should have. Yep. Yeah. And he puts the—he gives the Pikes the business. He shoots a couple of them, and I like—he just keeps telling him to think it through. Yeah. That's his repeated <laughs> phrase: "Think it through." I love that. So, Matt, your whole take with the chapters and everything? <laughs> think it through. I did. Think it through. And I right. still think. Anyway. Right. Well, <laughs> Good old think, it, think, it, think it through better. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so this is he's, this is Mos Pelgo territories. I'm the marshal and I'm the law. Now, I don't know what arrangements you have with the authorities in Mos Espa. And let's be honest, in Mos Eisley, anything goes. But out here, I'm the one tells folks what to do. And I like he says, he's like, not sure what arrangements you have in Moss Espa and in Moss Eisley, pretty much anything goes. But out here, I'm the law. I like that. We talked about that before, the diff- the differentiates between Moss Espa and Moss Eisley. Yeah. Tries to reason with them. They don't. So as I said, he plugs at least two of them, kicks over a chest, and it's full of spice, which must flow, which the Dune was really <laughs> rolling heavy in this one, yeah, too. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Spice must flow, as Virginia <laughs> Madsen once said in a voiceover. And we cut to the title, The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 6, From the Desert, 
comes a stranger. Oh. And I had a little bit of a feeling here. I had a little bit of a twinge. I had a little bit of a Brian tingle. Oh, and a I Brian said, tingle. What kind of stranger might come out of a desert, dare I hope? And then they loaded me up with so many other characters. I said, <laughs> you surely forgot. not. <laughs> they distracted you. Yeah. In any case, so you know when Cobb Vanth is your cold open, you're in for something special. Oh, yeah. Katu Mando pulls up at a forest planet in his N1, and we pan down to a very familiar sensor dish. The minute I saw this dish, I thought of Hoth, Echo Base. Oh, yeah, right away. Scanning for Han and Luke, and I, I didn't even know, need to pan down. And, of course, R2-D2. I screamed. I'm like, okay, it's this. Yep, we're, we're this is happening. It. Yep, we're doing this. Because you see yep. that, you know exactly where we are. <laughs> yep. You know who we're yep. about to see, and you're like, yeah. okay, they're doing it. They're doing it, Peter. I just can't. I can't. I can't believe it. Like, how, how do you? How do you know where he was? Did they exchange <laughs> numbers at the end? I know. Yeah, they must. They must, they have, must have exchanged deets. Yeah, deets. Right. I mean, there's a there's a part of the internet. Uh, part of the internet, and by that I mean TikTok, that like low key, uh, because the internet will ship anything. But there's a part of the internet that ships Luke and Din Djarin, uh after that very minimal oh, interaction get out of that here. they had. Oh, I, I'm I, I will not. That is very much <laughs> well, a thing that exists. Why am I surprised? You, uh, yeah. The internet can that's, ship for, anything. For TikTok, that's far from a stretch. That is tame. <laughs> yeah. Any. Uh, yeah. Any. So. Uh, I'm sure that there, I have not dug far enough into TikTok today. I'm sure there is so much content about, uh, the two of them having exchanged numbers oh. secretly at one point Amazing. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't see uh, that. I'm also not keyed into the furry TikTok like you are, Caitlin. So I did, maybe I, it just didn't I am didn't part of all parts algorithm. of TikTok. I am a, I am a woman of the people, Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> she is Mrs. For You Page. Yeah. <laughs> is this your, going to be your vi- version of Finger on the Pulse? Oh. You have a very good algorithm. <laughs> anyway, Mando okay. comes out of the N1 and he says to R2 immediately, hello, friend, I'm looking for Skywalker. And we're like, okay, they, they must have exchanged deets or maybe he, they, they follow each other on TikTok or whatever. Right. Matt, when you saw R2, he's here obviously to see Grogu as he thought. And we didn't think they'd do this. No. We didn't think, well, surely he won't go and see. To find Grogu next week, does that mean he'd have to see Luke and we see the temple? Surely they're not going to do that. That's exactly what they did. They did. And Mando <laughs> calling R2-D2 friend. And yeah. just another, one thing that we haven't talked enough about last week. What, what, is what, the what, droids. Yeah, is the droids. We didn't talk yeah. enough about this last week. How far we've come. come. Yeah, how far he's come. Yep. He's the calling growth. friend now. Hey, the growth, friend. The growth. <laughs> Hello, friend. Yes. Season one, Mando would have called a droid a friend. He he t- tells an astromech to buzz off when it tries yeah. to give him a ride in the, in the premiere. Exactly. It warms the, the cockles yeah. of my heart. I thought you said worms for a minute. I'm like, it warms your heart? It, it warms, warms, warms my heart. That's the sense. new saying on TikTok right now, Brian. Get with it. <laughs> no, it most certainly is not. Don't don't make this a hit I'm to the I'm just going to start telling you TikTok lies and seeing whether or not you believe it. I like this game. Yeah. This is a good he one. He starts doing all the trends that the <laughs> See how that works out for you. (laughs) Matt, I don't do trends. I do data deconstructions. Okay. Okay, That's enough. Moving forward, though, R2 leads him a little bit into the woods. And I just want to say we don't get a name for this planet. I love this planet. This yeah. planet was beautiful. It's it's forest. It's water. It reminded me a little bit of Agent Kloss from Rise of Skywalker. I oh. don't think it's the same planet, but it's just I thought the vistas and everything were beautiful. Mm-hmm. We don't get a name. I hope we get a name. We never know where Luke's temple is located. We never get a name of that planet. Interesting. I kind of hope we never do get a name. 
interesting because I hope very much that we do get a name. So we're kind of uh, the the yin and yang of that whole thing, aren't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a person of the people like you are. <laughs> See, that's where you fall short. I'm a starch monarchist, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, so R2 leads him into the forest and they come across, talk about droids. They're these multi-legged ant droids. They are this literally is what ants. the subtitles called them. They're ant-like big building droids that are building the beginnings of Luke's temple. It looks they look very much like the stone huts on Octo from Last Jedi. Did any of you feel that? Yes. Caitlin, you're nodding. You felt that? Yes, absolutely. So R2 shuts down and Mando asks the ant droids if anyone's here. He's like, "Is anyone here? Anyone alive?" Yeah. <laughs> like, this is so telling of the growth that Mando has done, though. Like, not even is he calling R2 friend, but the fact that he just patiently waits amongst a bunch of droids that are not giving him answers. This is this is growth. Nobody's answering it and nobody's saying anything. It's me with customer service just repeatedly screaming representative at, into the phone <laughs> when they're like, would you like a digital represent? It's 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 he does. And he just gets tired. They start making him a bench. And he yeah. just sits on the bench. And that's what you do when some droids make you a bench. You know what's funny about these droids is, isn't isn't being a Jedi all about lifting rocks? You know, Luke just can't walk in and just build this building in like I had two seconds. So you know, many, I, that's ex- that was the exact thought that I had when the first shot that we see yeah. of these droids is just one of their pincers going along a stone and it lifting it up. I had a moment <laughs> of just thinking, lifting yeah. rocks. Yeah. He's training, he's training a, 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 his new Padawan. Yeah, but like, but like, how, how did all those droids get there? And how what do you mean it's them? I don't know. Did bothers you, you me. didn't pay for them. <laughs> well, this is just fresh like outrage. Luke, this Luke didn't just built that thing this in two is seconds. This manufactured right, outrage. Anyway. And you really didn't watch the movie. It's not about lifting rocks. We all know that Leia paid for it, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, she yeah. bankrolled it. So, oh, Matt, totally. what, you didn't pay for it. What do you care? <laughs> all right, I guess. All right. Leia shipped them there. Okay. Makes sense now. Man, manufactured (laughs) Android Outrage, the musical. Cut to Grogu and Luke Skywalker meditating in the woods. Mind blown. Uh, It's too much. (laughs) We landed here. He says, where's Skywalker? We knew we were going to see him, but I, again, it's, it's Mark Hamill who's been teasing the hell out of this for the last several days on Twitter. And the effects for Luke here are so good. Yeah. I thought this such a huge step up. I thought the best kind of, kind of this work, David Collins on Twitter said they really put something like they really put the magic in industrial light and magic. It's seeing something we'd never thought we'd see. And Matt, you reminded me of something earlier that bears repeating in terms of the effects on Luke. Yeah, we spoke about this last year. This guy, Shamook on YouTube, who is this, uh, you know, famous deep faker on YouTube. And he actually ended up putting up a video that was uh, that redid the end of Mando season two. That improved it. That improved yeah, on Luke, improved right. improved the work they had already done. Yeah, and L- Lucasfilm saw this guy and they hired him. And now uh, I'm pretty sure that he probably worked on this new edition of Luke. And, you know, building on all the great things that Lucasfilm had already done, they've now improved this this technology a hundredfold, I'd say. It, it was because I thought the Luke in, at the end of Mando season two was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was just next level. It was to the point where I truly stopped thinking about it. And this is not just a cat, not that that was a cameo, but a couple scenes at the end of a season. He has full on scenes here and you're buying it the whole way. It's not just Mark Hamill. It's, it's right after Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It's very close to 
almost being perfect. Like th- there's yeah. moments and there's some line deliveries that are still like, uh, you know, but could be improved upon. But it's it's so good. It just makes you think like this. The, the possibilities are endless for this technology, especially in Star Wars. I mean, you can have Leia, Han, you can have all the legacy characters back full roles in these shows. And that's just mind blowing to me. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's as as a take uh, put it earlier. Rogue One walked so this could run. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they go back and they they update Rogue One and Mando season two with this technology. Well, we know they like to update things, especially yeah. digital copies of movies that yeah. we already paid yeah, so for. Yeah, so why not? And so why like, not oh, do it? Guess what? We're just going to change that. Yeah. So couldn't quite believe what I was seeing, but Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi, Mark Hamill, training Grogu in the Force. And, and not only was Mark Hamill back as Luke, our little man is back. Yeah, well, yeah not to mention the biggest character at all of Star Wars. And the character that Matt what didn't want back, if I remember <laughs> correctly stars. last week. It's like, I don't want him back. I don't want him back. Listen, this was a great episode. I still don't know if I needed Grogu back this early. Like what this was kind great. of black and I'm sorry. Heart. This is the this is the uh, the, the candy. What? This is the too much dessert. I don't know if I needed it right now. What what what? <laughs> Who hurt you? It is a perfectly. I'm here in the middle. I understand yeah. where Matt is coming from. We didn't. Uh, I was not expecting to see him back this early. Am I happy to see our yeah. little king? Absolutely. <laughs> Do I want to kiss his face? Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. but but you're saying you're saying that neither of you you both. Don't need Luke and Yoda baby Look, walking I'm through the woods. Saying, no, I'm, I'm not force lifting him to make him walk a little faster. I, You're saying you don't need that adorability. I think it's absolutely delightful. I think it was exactly what I needed to get me through the rest of this week. Was I yeah. expecting to get it back this early, and therefore was I preparing myself to not need it? Yes. Yeah. Right. But you were happy to have it. Matt's over here saying he actively didn't want it. Well, I'm not saying I actively didn't want it, but that's what he said. We just met a baby Rancor like how many episodes ago? You know, Moochie? Like, that yeah. was last season. No. That was a different. <laughs> but, like there were other, there are other characters in this series that I'm still very curious to see. So yes, super happy to have seen. So Grover. am I, but okay. but uh, well, well, wouldn't hurt you to say. What about it our anymore. youths? Anyway, what about the youths? youths? I don't know. Youths. What this fixation youths? is with the youths <laughs> when you can have Grogu and the moments they have here. Um, look, I'm all for the youths. I'm not a youths hater, but if I had my choice, it's yeah, like, right. Take Grogu. Sophie okay. ain't got a choice on that one. It's like that one. Done. I love the little man. Minute movies, one minute. <laughs> anyway, so so some highlights here: Grogu trying to meditate, instead lifting out a frog, going to eat it, and Luke counters him by lifting up about twenty frogs. <laughs> oh man! Then they go for a walk, and uh, as I swear, there's a thing here. I've already said. I just wrote this so many times. Looks, Luke looks so good. He looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so does uh, so does Grogu, and. They're walking through the woods, and like I said, he's do- Grogu's doing his little prance about to speed things along a little bit. Luke just Every force lifts him while. up and moves him forward a little bit, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's one of the most adorable Yoda so baby cute. moments there is. And then he tells him about Yoda. He once said to me, size matters not. That's how he talked. He would speak in riddles. Have you heard anyone talk like that back home? And I'm thinking we might get some answers to Grogu's home, but we don't. Mm. Luke instead puts his hand on Grogu's head and says, Do you remember back home? (laughs) 
would you like to remember? I'm going to help you remember. Here's another thing that didn't think I'd be watching uh, this morning. Same. We get the flashback colors that are usually reserved for Boba's back to tank. Mm -hmm. And we have a Grogu flashback. And he flashes back to yet another Order 66, which I'm sure, Matt, you were really thrilled about. Oh, yeah. This was my Caitlin scream moment. (laughs) The sacking of the Jedi Temple. We got about three Jedi being eventually defending against clones being cut down. Grogu was there. Cannon, cannon, fire. Mm. Grogu was in Mm. the temple. And that's as much as we got. Thoughts on this scene, Caitlin and Bush? Uh, my heart broke uh, the way that they made this little baby look even babier. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like they removed some of the wrinkles. He like has even bigger eyes. It seems like he's <laughs> so scared. And now, yeah. of course, the the uh, flashback cuts off before we figure out how exactly he got out of this situation. Yeah. And now I yeah. need to know that story more than ever before. And you know what else I want to know is. Did Grogu ever get a look at any of those clone troopers uh, without their helmet on? Yes, 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 Matt yes. Romano. Yes, finally, you and I are, <laughs> so are on the same in, on the same Genius. page of the yeah. same book, if you will, for this episode. Because I thought the same thing. Yeah. One of them's going to take his helmet off, and he's going to see Boba, and he's just going to like force choke him or something like that. He's going to freak out. He's going to have like PTSD and just like have like, yeah, a, a, a you know, baby. it's going to be very sad. That moment still could come. Yeah, that moment still could come. But I that's so. I. I I love the sound the hot take yeah, alarm. Yeah, hot take alarm. There you go. Matt Romano, because I had the, the exact same. Oh, it's like we're, we're friends and we like Star Wars. Yeah. It's almost like we're friends. <laughs> almost. Almost. Not there yet. Now, all of this, all of this Luke Grogu stuff is amazing. We cut back to Mando full on napping on the bench. And but love he it. wakes with a start and he draws because somebody's coming close. And who is it? Ahsoka Tano has joined the chat. And I'm like, sure, why not? Mind blown. Mind blown. There it goes. Yeah, they got it before I could. I can't can't repeat what I actually wrote in my notes here. And Mando says, you. I didn't expect to see you here. I'm like, neither did I. No one did. And then she says my my new favorite line in anything ever. She says, I'm an old friend of the family. I... Lost my mind. And for I that you did too, Brian. For, oh, for that line alone, mind blown. Because, and we'll get, we get to a scene later where she says something else, but she's here. She knows Luke. They mm-hmm. know what their places are. There's no secrets between, there might be some, but they know their histories. They've watched each other's respective movies and shows. But she knows, she knows that Luke is, is Anakin's son. And that makes me so happy. He knows that she was Anakin's Padawan and, and, and the history, they know everything. And they're actually in a scene together later in the episode. Talk about something I didn't think I'd ever see. And I'm like, uh, I, I, it's hard to process it. The, the warmth that it brought to my heart, I cannot even express. It felt better than a hug. That's really what it was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like the the show itself, Disney Plus, was hugging you. It, it's like it's like the book of Boba Fett was hugging me in that moment. Oh, Matt nice. Romano, this scene or a hug from Joe Yauza, choose. <laughs> Joe Yauza's got a lot of drool <laughs> and stuff going on, so I'll, t- I'll I'll take this scene. Yeah, I. Th- 
thought you'd go the other way. I'm really happy you didn't. Okay, well, we're going to move on. And now Mando's having a scene with Ahsoka. And I'm just like, who else? Surely this is it. Surely this is it for this episode. Except not. Uh, she's still not going to train Grogu. She says Master Luke is. And she has the same question for Mando when it comes to what are you doing here? And this is all why R2 brought Mando to where Ahsoka is and not Luke. Because Luke is busy training. R2 mm-hmm. knows. And we have Ahsoka and R2 together in a scene together. And she gives him a little pat. And I'm immediately like, because they had such a warm, wonderful relationship in the Clone R2-y. Wars. And it took me a couple minutes. I'm like, wait a minute. Snips and Artui are in a scene together. Yeah. In live action. Well, in, in live action, you have someone that originated from an animated series, a TV live action show, and the original trilogy, all in one scene. And, and in this episode at, lar- at large, you have also have somebody else who originated an animated show, character who originated in a book, and a character yeah. that originated yeah, in a comic. Yeah. Oh, my what God. What is going oh. on? Dave Filoni looked at all of us today and said, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, he says, oh, I'm going to stab you all today right in the heart. I don't know why he talks like that. Anyway, for Ahsoka and R2 together, y'all are going to get sick of this. I'm sorry, but mind blown. And also, um, talk about a, a hug. I, and we should say Ahsoka Tano again, played by Rosario Dawson, yes. who I feel just keeps um, still missing Ash. I, I would be lying if I said part of me isn't missing Ashley. I know that's my thing. I have to get over it. I'm going to get over it. It's going to take some time. <laughs> but they're but just one and the same for me. It seems as though you are, you are as you have been in the past, you, you appreciate the, the panache and the, the warmth that Rosario brings to this element of, of, uh, yes. Ahsoka. And I'm quite sure exactly. And I'm quite sure she has, you, you know, is very well versed in Ashley Eckstein's voice style and everything doubt. else because it doesn't feel like like a left hand swerve. It right. feels like very part and parcel with the character. It just feels like Ahsoka. And part of me will always miss Ashley. That's just my thing. I, I, I will get over it. I'm not up at night over it. It's just, you know. <laughs> so she says the thing that's being built will soon be a great school. It's Luke's school. And Grogu will be its first student. Cannon, cannon, fire? Yep, for that, fire it. Ben Solo, in terms of canon, was not his first student, and probably, even after this episode, was never gonna be. He's very Mm -hmm. young. And the only person I think Luke has been training at all before Grogu is Leia, somewhat informally. Yeah. Now I want to know where that scene in Rise of Skywalker falls. I can't give you firm information. I can only give you a guess. Can I are you interested? I'm I'm interested. I I think I I think you and I are of the same idea here, but I want to hear where you're going with this. My guess is that flashback scene we see cuz that's specifically the moment where she s- decides to stop being a Jedi cuz she senses it will mean the death of her son. Yeah. So I th- I don't think that has happened yet. I, I agree. think that moment and that scene is still to come. I think he's already informally training Leia. I think that moment and that scene is happening on this planet that we are seeing here. I do too. Yeah. Cool. And we know that we were told somewhere, I forget where, that that happened on Agent Kloss, which makes me think that this could be Agent Kloss. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, did the Resistance build their base where Luke's temple was, or did they, he, this was the starter temple and he moved to another place? We're so in the weeds. <laughs> I'm so in the weeds with David S. Pumpkins. Any questions? <laughs> okay, now 
Mando wants to see Grogu, and this is again, Ahsoka takes him for a walk. She warned him about attachments, and this is really, I know, burning up Caitlin, because Caitlin does not care about attachments or anything. <laughs> she just wants Din and Yoda baby. I know it's Grogu, but I can't I can't help myself. Well, you want them back together. Screw attachments. Screw the Jedi way. Screw another Order 67, the deaths of millions. You want Mando dad and Yoda baby back together, don't you? I want them to be back together. And I know that this is canonically appropriate because Luke continued on with this this issue that the Jedi always had of being separated and being part of this 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 canon world that that didn't allow these attachments and that's what eventually like drove his incredibly emotionally volatile nephew away and then he later regretted it and that's why he didn't want to be around with Ray but I just, uh, <laughs> watching it all happen in real time is really upsetting, and I just want, I just want the look on little Grogu's face when he sees his Mando dad again, and I want them to hug and be <laughs> together, but I know that's not going to happen, and it makes me really sad. We'll see. I mean, she stands by her choice, and, and he kind of throws at it. It's like, you said you said you wouldn't train him, and she, she stands by it. Ahsoka is not training Grogu. Luke has made a different choice. And we kind of get the feeling that she does not agree with that choice. She still thinks the attachments are too dangerous. and But that's his choice. And she yeah. can't control the choices of others. Yep. Now they're looking over a nearby hill and they're seeing Luke with Grogu and Mando sees them in the distance. Oh. Ahsoka asks him, Are you doing this for Grogu? Or are you doing this for yourself? And that's pivotal. Is this of service or is this selfish? And that, for me, is so much of Star Wars, mm-hmm. is selfishness versus versus service. Yeah. And dark side versus, versus light, however you want to put it. And he wants to give him the little bag. As a Mandalorian foundling, he should have this. It's his right. Foundling. Perhaps he has a Padawan now. It's like, look, it doesn't matter. This armor mm-hmm. will protect him. He's really worried about Grogu's well-being. You can be two things. That's the thing, not with the Jedi. Unless your na- name is Rail Avaros, you can't be two things. And if either of you gets that reference, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> anyone, listeners, anyone up for a Rail Avaros reference, let me know. But anyway, this is, he once he says armor, this is confirmation that it is, in fact, armor in this little bag. Perhaps do you guys think, um, I don't know, I don't know if anyone's mentioned this yet. Do you guys <laughs> no think that what he's been carrying around that the armor made, you see these little links that look like chainmail of Beskar in the last episode? Do you think this is a, a chainmail shirt of Beskar rings, like the mithril vest given to Bilbo by Thorin and then given to Frodo by Bilbo? Do you think that's what's in this bundle? It turns out it look, looks like it is. I, you know? I would have never. Did I just blow your minds? This <laughs> blew is my the mind. first yeah. hearing of it? None, none of us of ever got any tweets about it. Except no. not because we've been hearing nothing <laughs> But that, all week, yeah. All week. Um, look, we had the thought. We we thought the bundle was too small. It was a pretty small bundle. I'm like, you can't fit a whole armor shirt in there. Apparently, you can. I must have blinked. I didn't see the rings. All right, I, I didn't saw see the, the rings, chain mail but rings, I didn't think anything of them. Yeah. That's my mistake. We all separately had the thought. It didn't make it into the show. Even after I posted that, yes. We know. I posted, uh, <laughs> I tweeted a, a picture of, of Bilbo Baggins and the, and the Mithril shirt. Um, 
kept kept getting the messages. Yeah, but we love it. Keep so the feedback we coming. We do, and <laughs> listeners, we love you. We love you for it. So this is not a condemnation. This just was. Yeah. If there was any reason, it's like, is anybody there? Does it's anybody just us care? Being amused yeah. throughout the week and texting each other, just going like, so everyone uh, had some thoughts on this. And Caitlin's <laughs> like, do what? We get another one. I'm like, we got another fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> and that just means people are listening. Anyway, Ahsoka says, if he sees you. It will only make things more difficult for him. Yeah. Oh, she's right. But are you going to oh, dispute the wisdom of Ahsoka? Oh my heart! I would never. Okay. How dare you, you make, suggest that, that? That you do make a good point with with the argument. Oh my heart! You make <laughs> a good argument. Anyway, Mando realizes she gives Ahsoka the bag to give to him. Make sure he's protected, and he does a very selfless thing. He turns back. This is probably, I think, a harder moment for Mando than letting him go the first time. Matt Romano, would you agree? Because he's right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely a harder moment. I, I mean, this is the realization that, you know, it is all about him. You know, Ahsoka says, is this about him? Is this about you? And he realizes in that moment that in order for Grogu to grow, he's got to move on. And that's uh, that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Yeah. You're a father, Mr. Romano. You <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. May, may yeah. I ask you a question as yeah. a father? Yeah. How does this strike you, the relationship Din and to Grogu and his and his he's right there, he wants to, but for his own good he has to turn back. How does this strike you as a father? Or is that just what your reaction just is? is no, that, is no, it definitely hits harder as a father, and I think a lot of fathers and parents would agree. You have to let your kid do things, <laughs> you know? Even if you don't want them to, because that's really the only way they're gonna learn and grow as people. By learning on their own and learning who they are. And a Beskar shirt. And a Beskar shirt. Put this on, put your winter coat on, (laughs) and then play outside. Exactly, yeah. So sometimes you just have to let, you know, in in order for your children to fly, you have you have to let him run. I See, know. I have I have no idea what that what that feeling is, but I imagine it's it's one of the most difficult things. It is absolutely. So Mando takes off. Grogu and Luke continue to train. They've got the Yoda the old Yoda backpack thing going on, and they're running, they're jumping. He's somersaulting, doing the whole Dagobah bag of tricks. Except it's Yo- it's Grogu in the backpack, and he's got a smile on his face the whole time. <laughs> Luke's not really impressed with uh with he he asks if if Grogu can jump. And this is a very adorable <laughs> moment. He like barely does. <laughs> and he's really work. He's he's what he is. He's trying too hard. And that's why Luke says, you're trying too hard. Don't try. Do. Which is a spin on an old favorite line of Yoda's. And yeah. this makes a little more sense the way Luke says it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Luke's taken him through a run through the woods. They climb a stalk overlooking all and he says one day everything you see will be no he gives him another he talks a lot about balance and how through the force he will find balance and this is a little bit of a new riff on the another version of someone explaining the force except it's happening but from return of the jedi style luke and this is where we also get hints of the force theme the john williams force theme which is rare but for this show to use legacy themes but if you're gonna use them this is this the moment is to use it, absolutely. It. This yeah. is the place Now's to do it. Yeah. Back to training, little man standing one-legged on a log, levitating in the air. Luke, meanwhile, sparks up his green blade for no reason. Yeah. I think it's supposed <laughs> to be like a distraction or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, well, it's going to take you a while, so I might as well get some practice in. I'm just happy to see a green blade, personally. <laughs> Grogu thinks the, tra- the training remote is a ball, and it's not. He activates it, and it just shoots Grogu. And I love this line from Luke, too. He says, get back up. Always get back up. 
Yeah. And it's a little, and that's just good advice, whether it's in Captain Marvel or, and I immediately thought that Captain Marvel sequence mm-hmm. when he says that. Yeah. But yes, yeah. always get back up. You may fail, so just do it again. Um, do it. The most important teacher failure is do. This time, Grogu flips out of the way, and now we cut to Grogu jumping and flipping all around with the training remote, and this is adorable. This, I'm sorry, I, I want to see Grogu it's or not. So Grogu using all these tricks with this training m- remote was adorable, and Ahsoka approaches Luke and watches. And now we have the scene I was talking about before. Luke and Ahsoka in a scene together, mind blown. And Luke says it's more like he's remembering. I'm not actually teaching him anything. Um, He's just remembering what he already learned. And I'm thinking, is this Cal Kestis learning, having these flashbacks with Jaro T'Pol, unlocking (laughs) new abilities as he remembers? Eh, That's a good reference there. And Ahsoka says sometimes the student guides the master. And Luke says... He he refers to Din Djarin as the Mandalorian. He's like, I know yeah. the Mandalorian was here. Oh, yeah. And Ahsoka says he brought him a gift and hands it off. Looking at Grogu, he says, sometimes I wonder if his heart is in it. And Ahsoka then looks to Luke and says, So much like your father. <laughs> oh, it Think hurts. back to oh, the first hurts. time Snips met Sky Guy mm-hmm. to now, meeting his son, in the woods with a Yoda baby training in the distance. Can you believe it's gone this far? I just need more of these two. I need them around a campfire just catching up. Like, you know, how did Luke... I have Uh, so many questions. I'm like, I'm Luke in the scene. I have so many questions for us. I'll tell you what, if I may ping off off that, Matt, 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 um, Holenbach Romano. Yes, please. Um, (laughs) I I, I think now that we know that uh, D.H. Tamil as Luke is not a one-off, yeah. That he can be in a whole episode and he could appear possibly in anything. Mm-hmm. I would bet your bottom dollar that he will appear in the Ahsoka series. Yes, I think so. In some way, yeah. shape, or form. They, yeah. they, they've shown they're not akin, they're, they're not averse to flashbacks. I want the scene, and I think we all do, where they meet for the first time and says, wait, your father was who? Yeah. He says, wait, your master was who? Yeah. Well, it's like, watch this animated show. He's like, well, watch these movies. <laughs> well, and it's all building up to this big shared in-universe event, right? And and like all these players here, like Luke Skywalker is going to play a pivotal role in whatever that big yeah. story that they're working towards. And that's nuts. And some of that happens in this in this Boba Fett show. And quite that's why I don't care. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I don't care what it's called. Just give me it. The book of everyone but <laughs> Boba Fett. I, I don't. And thank you. That's what I. That's what I should I, say. I couldn't help Grateful. but think while Luke was reacting to her, her, you're so much like your father. He just kind of gives a little, a little smile, a little, a little nod, and you think back. It to, was so nuanced. It's yeah. so nuanced, and you think to what Luke has gone through at this point. He has recently discovered who his father was. He has recently burned his body. He has recently come to terms with the fact that he is Darth Vader's son. And there's there's some pride there. I think I think we he spent enough time <laughs> with Ahsoka to learn who Anakin Skywalker was before he became Darth Vader. And that is yeah. everything. That just that one little yeah. smile that and he gives yeah. is just so significant, and it breaks my heart in the best way. It's a yeah, it's mm. a good point because she's not saying you're like Darth Vader or I sense darkness in you. She's saying you remind me of Anakin. Yeah, yeah. that's the feeling I got. You remind me of Sky Guy. Yeah, you remind me of my old master. So much like all that was good in him. 
You remind me of my big brother, my best, my big brother, my best friend, the person whom I loved most friend in of, the world. Old friend of the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, watching him bicker with Obi-Wan. Wait, you knew him too? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about that while we're at yeah. it. It's oh, both man. of them could show up in that series for it. Well, that would be weird. I don't know how they do that, but because of time <laughs> periods, but Force Ghost and whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just so satisfying. And I would, I would seriously doubt it's the end of it. But you're right, Caitlin, that look on Luke's face. That to pull that off with a with a special Hamill, Hamill's acting met with the DH special effect. Yeah, is is that is what sells the whole thing because that look that's not an easy acting moment to play even if you're not being digitally enhanced in any way. <laughs> yeah, and and Matt obviously agrees. So Ahsoka's <laughs> not staying around. She's like, I don't whether she agrees with this or, or, or not, she's not going to join the temple or be a new instructor or be on staff or be the new physics coach. That's not a thing. <laughs> physics. Um, uh, she's the <laughs> physics professor, guys, uh, yeah. but grab yeah, ball yeah, coach. Um, we still don't know if she's in the, you know, I am no Jedi phase or if she's just, I've got lightsabers. I use the force. I'm just rolling with it. We don't know. She's going to screw off and she's got, look, I got to go shoot my own show. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. he says, well, I see you again. And I'm like, obviously. And she says, perhaps in a perhaps in Spaceballs um, too, the search yeah. for more money. <laughs> and then she says, may the force be with you. And that's that. And you're thinking, well, that's what we'll get of Luke and Grogu. And you'd be wrong because there's more coming later. Cut to the N1 Pulls in on Tatooine, flies yes, right, in the, here we right go. into the palace <laughs> hangar. One of the Gamorreans takes him to the main audience chamber, and we've got a hollow session in progress, and everyone is there. When I say yeah. everyone, I mean everyone. The flunky major Domo, he's there. <laughs> the entire gaggle of youths, they're there. Youths. Youths. Kersantan, he's there. So we got these youths. We've got this comics first character. And the mayor, we hear, Mokshayiz, is off world. So Fennec thinks the storm is going to break. And best of all, who's also there? Boba Fett. And he's on the show. <laughs> Welcome back to your own show, how Boba happy, Fett. How happy were you to see the, the whole crew here, yes. Boba's whole crew? Look at all these crazy characters that we need, need to really get I was really happy of. to see Fennec, Kersantan, and, 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 and Fennec, uh, and Boba. I was happy. It's like, Boba's there. I'm like, good. The youths, I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's like, you are also here. Happy to have you. I don't hate you. I don't <laughs> love you. I like you just fine. We don't know enough about them to have feelings about them. No, that's 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 what many alas has said to me. Well, and even the mayor's guy, I love that he's just like on the team now, and he's right. he could be. Yeah, I'm like, how did a, this happen? I don't how know, did you? But I like, it's it. like I don't want it. Do you? <laughs> I do that's like what it. Boba, I that's do. what Boba think, was up to while Finnick was out here trying to find Mando. He was out here trying to get this this you know deputy of complete incompetence to join them and work with them. He's getting the deputy of what one listener called Mayor McCheese. There He's we an go. abandoned McDonald's <laughs> mascot who's convinced that I, I listener, yes. if you're listening, I, I heard that and I laughed. I, I will look up and, and, and call it out you by name next episode. And thank you for sharing that. They're convinced <laughs> that the name Mo- Mayor McCheese is a direct riff on Mayor McCheese. That makes sense. Uh, I, you know, I in, in love it. how you say, or as the Germans would say, Burgermeister McKeza. <laughs> um, that's how you say Mary McCheese in German. It's a uh, very, now, it gives, um, uh, it gives, uh, Shrek Lord Farquaad, which was always <laughs> intended to be, uh, censors at the ready, Lord Farquaad. 
Oh, yeah. interesting. And other galaxies. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I, I get he, he's making friends with the flunky major domo, and I think what has Boba really been spending his time off doing? Learning how to ride the damn rancor. But yeah. we'll see if I'm mm, right about that. I hope so. Pretty, pretty. I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Um, I'm gonna, totally going to be right about it. It's going to be awesome. If war comes, we can't handle it. It's good. We got Mando. We got Kersantan. We have enforcers. We need foot soldiers. And I love this little nod that Boba gives Mando. It's like they've got this bro down yeah. understanding. Oh, yeah. It's like, yep. It's like you're, you're here. It's like, I'm yep. here. It's like, you're here. I'm here. All right. Yeah, All right. I like it. Yeah. Um, and 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 for he doesn't have to go back to his back to tank. They need foot soldiers. And Mando says, "I can help with that." And we're off. And that's all we get of Boba. I thought, well, now we're here with Boba. We're gonna be here for we the rest are, of the we episode. Are not. Yep. We we're are not, not. But I don't mind because what we get is so damn cool. We fly by, um, lending a little credence to the big rat mum, mat. Rat Marano. <laughs> That's what I almost <laughs> called it. Rat Matt Marano, the less popular Jabba's bandmate. Um, <laughs> this lends credence to your big Jawa theory because he flies over a sand crawler that now has a giant skull on it. Yeah, it looks like they took the crate dragon skull. That's, That's what, what I thought. thought. It's yeah. the crate dragon skull. I love it. Because yeah. they'll take everything. And they're chittering and waving to him. They're big fans of Mando yeah. now. So I'm like, oh, is he going to, you know, is Matt right about It's going to happen. There's no way that seed was planted and it's not going to happen. Come on. Uh, people love that theory, especially you. when you yeah. chose to break it out and, and, and highlight it all over social media. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so he lands in Mos Pelgo. And of course, the guy, uh, some idiot, the deputy here, gets on him about parking. And I'm like, what is this? Which like, you can't park here. It's like, what is this going on? Anyway, out comes Cobb Vanth. He's like, ignore him. He says, look, since I gave the armor up, I've had to be more careful. He asks about the little guy, and he's, Mando says he's back with his own kind. And Cobb Vanth has the audacity to say, I guess we both lost something we were fond of. <laughs> yeah, oh, like for the armor? Not yeah, the same on. thing. Yeah. First off, that armor was not yours. And I'm not saying that Grogu is belongs to Mando, but <laughs> did you spend two years caring for that armor like it was a living thing? <laughs> I'm like, watch it, pretty boy. In the bar, Mando... Wants Vanth to lead a garrison. He's like, you might be, you're good now, but not for long. And we come back to uh, W. Earl Brown as the Weequay bartender. So another Deadwood reunion again between mm -hmm. Oliphant and W. Earl Brown. He points out Freetown. What? It's called Freetown now. We changed the name. Suits us better. Which is a name change that also takes place in Chuck Wendig's Aftermath trilogy. So that yeah, tracks yeah. with the Vanth story and the Mos Pelgo story in the books. Timeline-wise, it's a, it's, a, it's a little wonky, but they also rename it that. So cannon, cannon, fire! For Freetown, Matt Romano. And I love in the bar they have the uh, the crate dragon like ribs. <laughs> they like they, did you notice that they like they shoved in the the skeleton of the crate dragon I, in I the didn't, bar now. But I'm, yeah. but I'm not surprised that you did because I bet they looked delicious. Yeah, exactly. See, and now I've called attention. I ruined it. I called attention to <laughs> no, it. And it's I delicious. Ruined it. I should have just let it be. It's like telling another actor you like the way they do this line, and then it ruins it. They you can never it. do it yeah. the same again. I killed it. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Um, look, they don't want to fight or deal with city problems. Mando says, "But I didn't think you were one to back down from bullies." Ooh. Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Um, 
And Cobb Vance says, See, that's what I like about you, Mando. That big smile of yours lets you get away with anything. Uh, like, line sass, of the episode. So sass, sass pot M- McFarquand over here. What do you think? <laughs> um, and I'm like, it's funny because he can't see smiling under that helmet. That's why it's funny. Yeah, that's it. That's you right? got it. You nailed right, it. Right, Caitlin? Yep. Yeah, it's a very yeah, expressionless yeah. mask. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mando then says, look, there's no easy way to ask for a favor, and ain't that the truth. Vance, Vance says, look, I'm going to see what I can do. Mando leaves, and he says he's going to call a town meeting. And I think, okay, he's going to try and convince these people that recently fought off the Great Dragon to bind together and be foot soldiers, pretty much cannon fodder for Boba Fett's army. For this, and this, stranger, and this does for this tie into to, de- to defend the Pike. He knows the Pikes are a threat to all of Tatooine. Eventually, that threat is going to hit them. Yeah. And then, as if Dave Filoni is actually going to stop giving us gifts, he gives me something. I believe I'm on record for saying that I've wanted for as long as we, I feel like as long as we've been podcasting, I've been playing this damn song. The winds <laughs> start a blowing. And Cobb sees a figure in the distance walking towards the town and shimmering in the heat. And we see long tails of a coat and what is unmistakably a hat. And I knew the minute that one shot, I knew I'm like, Mm -hmm. Filoni, you son of a bitch. You're doing this too. (laughs) I, I had the exact same thing. As soon as you see that silhouette, I think I, I gasped. Yeah. Allowed. I think I think I literally I'm pulling up my text to both of you right now. My response was exactly this is three separate texts. <laughs> Censors of the ready. Holy f- they actually did it. What the f- Filoni in all caps. What games you plan? Play in. Yeah. <laughs> all in caps. You play in. Um, I, they're and they're they and I was like, you, not only did he do it, he did it in this episode. He did it in an episode that Cornucopia is already yeah. bursting. Dream of dreams. That's right. Welcome to live action. Cad <laughs> Bane. Mind blown. Wow. I oh, I, yes. I just didn't. I, I thought it could happen, but I was not ready for it to happen in this episode and for it to be as joyous as it was. Because he just walks closer, and this just turns into a full-on down the main drag of the mm-hmm. town western. This is shot perfectly, and I have to say, Dave Filoni's direction of this episode—the direction of every episode this season—has mm-hmm. been insanely good. Yep, this one was Dave really. I felt like stepped up as a director in this episode because this was so good. And now we got—it's—it's it's classic. Not only is it. Cad Bane, who was originally based on famous Western actor Levon Cleef, he's drawing down on Cobb Vanth, played by Timothy Oliphant, star of Deadwood and Justified. <laughs> so it's Levon Cleef versus <laughs> Seth Bullock and Raylan Givens in one. And not only is this Cad Bane jumping to live action, he's voiced still by the great Corey Burton. 
because uh, there's you, you no, had to. You there's had to. no replacing that voice. Yeah. He's yeah. got he's got the hat, he's got so the face good. tubes, he's got the coat, the look, and the blasters are the same. His and general when, look when is the same. When he lifts his face and we see the glowing red lava eyes yeah. for the first time. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. And he, he terrifying his teeth, his eyes. And beautiful, it's the terrifying. first time. Terrifying. <laughs> we we're seeing a Doros speak in live action. A Doros mm-hmm. have a, a, that species has as much screen time as this. We've never seen, and the, the teeth included, we've never seen a Duros with teeth like that. And he, for whatever reason, is more chilling than he's ever been mm-hmm. in animation. And he's there, and he knows Cobb Vanth very well, because he says, Cobb Vanth. He's like, okay, who are you? And Vanth doesn't know who he is. And who might you be? And then he says, here, tying us back to the actual show, Whatever fetters paying you will match. And all you've got to do is stay put and let things play out. So he's on the sides of the pikes, which is very good for the drama of the show, very bad for everyone on Team Fett. <laughs> this is where Vance's idiot deputy decides to try and be a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very like throw Calican energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about, yeah. He's like, he pops up. He's like, I'm not. And Bane again, he says very little. He says, I'd be careful where I was sticking my nose if I were you. And it's very much, oh, you're saying that mom moves to this dance. You know, it's it's unmistakably. And there was a performance artist that's listed for Cad Bane in the credits. So I almost certain it was not Corey Burton there in the suit, right. but it's definitely the voice. Right. And so we've had um, an animated character go live action with Saw Gerrera, complete recast, and then go back to animation where he was still took the same look and voiced by the new actor, Forrest Whitaker. And then they went further down the timeline and they used the original voice actor, Andrew Cuccino. We have that mm-hmm. whole joy. We have that whole thing with Saw Gerrera. We then have Ahsoka Tano where they just recast completely. We then had Bo-Katan Kreese where they keep the same actor for the voice and the th- just the whole, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now we have, they're keeping the voice but not the, it's a different, it's a different way. We're going to keep the voice the same, but somebody else is physically going to be on set. It's a different way of continuing this. I was just like, oh man, I was just, but you need, and Matt Romano, just to put a, every version. a little bit of a cork, it's like, well, how many, you know, yeah, it's every version of doing this there is. It, yeah. You had to have the voice of great Corey Burton. Absolutely. Yeah. It just, it just wouldn't have worked. I mean, cause I mean, the, the most iconic thing about that character is his voice. You know, I mean, he, great character design, yes. of course, yeah. but his voice is everything. It made it. And and yeah. let's not forget Cor- the great Corey Burton, just in terms of star, he's one of the greats in terms of voice acting, but oh, yeah. and acting in general. But in mm-hmm. um, on just Clone Wars alone, he voiced not just Cad Bane, but also Count Dooku mm-hmm. and Zero the Hut. So, as Caitlin <laughs> right, yeah, might say, that's go. what okay. we call range. <laughs> so, look, this is, he, he's thrown out threats, and Cad Bane says, Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked with the Empire. And I love that he threw this out there, because it's like, no, no, no. Remember, he's no hero. He worked for the Empire. He's famous for it. I, I love they threw this out. And the great thing here is no matter what happens with Cad Bane now, we know that he was alive during the entire original trilogy. Yeah. So yeah. what was he doing? 
books, comics, animated shows are going to have a festival with this. Oh, Bad yeah. Batch can bring him back anytime they want. Mm-hmm. They're going to love it. It's like something to explain where he was because when they round up the bounty hunters, he wasn't with yeah. them. Why yeah. wasn't he in that call? In that call in Empire Strikes Back, you know, the passing of the torch from him to Boba hasn't happened yet. Something mm-hmm. tells me we will get answers. I am pretty sure we're going to, and I yeah. am excited to see. It's just the possibilities are 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 so even more. An episode so full of possibilities. They throw Cad Bane in here, and I'm just like, oh my, oh good lord. He <laughs> says what what. He's like, you should never have given up your armor and reveals his pistol. And there's this classic Western buildup and then draw. Cad not only shoots the shoots, gets gets the shot on Cobb Vanth. Sorry, Seth Bullock and Raylan Gibbons. He then just shoots the deputy many times. Many, yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah. The deputy's definitely dead. <laughs> definitely. And he will be missed by no one. Yes, correct. <laughs> he shot the so he shot the marshal and the deputy. Um, but uh, we were texting about this as well, and, and and then before leaving, he says, Tatooine belongs to the syndicate. As long as the spice keeps running, everyone will be left alone. He holsters and walks off. W. Earl Brown and the rest, they all run up to the marshal. And I don't think – one of you – I think it was one of you said he got – Vanth got hit in the arm. Yeah, he got shot in the arm. He's fine. He, and they're, he's so, right. he, they're not saying he's yeah. dead. They're saying – And the, the townspeople say – Something's wrong with the marshal. They don't say, "Oh my God, he's dead." Yeah, yeah he got shot. Obviously, something's, something's wrong. wrong with them. They're Where calling for med packs. They're calling for <laughs> stims. Yeah. yeah, he's alive. So yeah. you know, can't keep Seth Bullock down for long. We then cut to Madame Garza's sanctuary. Madame Garza, Matt, of course, played by Jennifer Beals. <laughs> Pikes walk in with a Cam Tono. They don't want a helmet cleaning. And we cut to all of the denizens here, especially mm-hmm. the Bith musician. Yeah, But who doesn't seem to be in this scene is Max Rebo, which is good because the Pikes then walk out. Everyone's like, hey, what happened? And boom, (laughs) the sanctuary explodes. And we don't know. I'm I'm just assuming that Max Rebo had the night off. Yeah. Or he's behind the whole thing. It's been Max Rebo the whole time. (laughs) It's been Max Rebo all along. No, I'm I'm assuming that Jennifer Beals lives because she feels, as we have said in the past, like someone who is a little bit more with it than a lot of people anticipate. And so she seems like this is going to be a good reason for her to join up with Boba and his squadron mm. uh, and not uh, to go against the Pikes and she's going to be a dangerous uh, foe for the Pikes and a great ally for Boba to have. If she did live I don't know. I don't know. I mean she was right there. It, I, I, I hope she's alive. You don't have Jennifer Beals in your show to show her for a few episodes doing the like minimal uh, amount of something <laughs> and then kill her with a bomb. Yeah. I don't think she's done enough to to kill her off. And I think if uh, theoretically, if we're still going to go with my belabored theory that Kira and Crimson Dawn are behind the pikes <laughs> and they did this, it's a way of, well, she served her purpose. We'll get rid of her. And they their Crimson Dawn's turning on her. Well, she's just going to turn on them right back. But I'm starting to think that that theory might not pan out. I don't know. I don't think she's dead either. But anyway, Max Rebo, definitely not dead. I thought of you instantly, Matt. Because oh thank you yeah no it he would was break your heart life. if it would break my heart would break the nation's heart okay like America doesn't need any more trouble we need Max Rebo more than ever break the galaxy's heart 
Blue Elephant Boy has to live. (laughs) And we think that's the end, but no. We cut back to Luke and Grogu in the little temple. Luke gives him the bag and unwraps it, and it is indeed the Beskar chainmail shirt. He puts it down. Then he says, before you take it, I'll give you a choice. He opens the little box and takes out a lightsaber. Not just any lightsaber, Yoda's lightsaber. Last scene, falling to the floor of the Senate in Revenge of the Sith, Ever wonder what happened to it? I don't know how. This is a Maz Kanata thing here. I was going to say, Maz Kanata like, got it. She, it was, how did I get it? It's a good it story for another time. Um, we don't know, but I love that they brought it back. One that you will never yeah. hear, and you'll just assume that something happened, and now I have it. Wow. Shots shots fired by CMB. This part is also super funny because like he's Luke says to Grogu, he's like, this is a lightsaber. And it's like, yeah, dude, I saw you in the forest Yeah, before. when you were doing those useless moves. what around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not just any lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Luke is offering this, and it's. It, I just love that it's not just a lightsaber, it's Yoda's lightsaber. And I love yeah. that it's somebody found it mm. and it wound up with Luke, and I just felt good about Yoda. And here's the choice, the lightsaber or the armor. If you choose the armor, you'll return to your friend, the Mandalorian. However, you will be giving into attachment to those that you love and forsaking the way of the Jedi. But if you choose the lightsaber, you will be the first student in my academy, and I will train you to be a great Jedi. It will take you many years to master the ways of the Force, and you may never see the Mandalorian again. Because, Grogu, a short time for you is a lifetime for someone else. So what does he choose? Like, okay, Luke. The path of a te- the path of the Jedi <laughs> or his former attachments. Make your choice and we and we cut to black. And that's the episode. Yeah. I think my 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 response to the two of you during all of this as I was texting you was the all caps thing was Luke he can have both you dude. Yeah, to which I said no, it's attachments, attachments. You can't, you can't. Well, and there's such a there's such a sadness to this scene because you do know that Luke is kind of like going down the wrong path yeah. and making the same mistakes and like presenting this choice to Grogu. You really hope he chooses Bando because you know yeah. the other choice isn't going to work out well. You know, you already know how the other one pans out. And it might result, you know, we don't we don't know what Grogu's story ends up as. If he continues on with this Jedi story, he might still be training or might be working as a a master by the time that Ben comes along and becomes Kylo Ren and slaughters the entirety yeah. of Luke's school. So does Ben yeah. Solo kill Grogu down the line? <laughs> no, I mean, that would be something. No, he, he absolutely doesn't because, well, Kylo Ren takes responsibility for destroying the temple, but he doesn't actually do it. Um, as Right, but like, whether they stick is, to that he, is he the, the, you know what I'm, like, is he the reason why down the line, does, does Grogu die not necessarily by the hands of Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, but because this is the path that Kylo, I'm just guys. I it's too yeah. Much. It's, it's it's a lot. It's, it's, getting to, really it's, getting, it's, <laughs> it's getting to Hujib territory, Caitlin. It's okay. It's okay. Just breathe. Sit down. Breathe. Sit down. Yep. Um, don't pick that up. Put that down. Put that down. If you if you please. Um, oh my god. No, it, it's it, it, 
the thing I, I, I disagree, Matt. I don't think Luke's making bad choices yet. I think he's right mm. to be wary of attachment. I think that's the whole reason why Ahsoka is not training Grogu at all. And I think mm-hmm. she would know better than Luke would about the dangers of attachment because she saw the entire Anakin thing play out. Well, and that's why Ahsoka doesn't want any part in it. Right. That's why she's not Luke, teaching at the, Luke the academy. Luke is teaching Grogu, but he's but he's saying you have to make this choice. And I think yeah. having him make this choice, it's a little unfair to do to a, a kid, but it's something <laughs> it's something at least that the Jedi of old would never have even, It's like the parents had – they didn't take the kids. They, yeah. they asked the parents. It's like it was up to the parents whether to give the child or not. If the kid was old enough and could speak, it's like, mm-hmm. do you want this life? So they weren't stealing babies or anything. He's giving Grogu the choice here. And I think that's, right. resp- that's it's responsible. I think he's going to do way more responsible things, irresponsible things later on. But we're going to wrap up this discussion with this. I want to, I have, I have um, a two hander question for you both, Caitlin mm-hmm. and Bush. The choice before Grogu, it's now going to be the famous Star Wars choice the lightsaber or the armor? Which choice do you think Grogu should make and which choice would you make? I I want selfishly Grogu to choose the armor. I want him to go back to his Mando dad. I know that the smart choice is for him to choose the path of the Jedi. Uh, for myself, I, I think I would choose the Jedi. I don't like saying that about myself, but I do think that I would choose the Jedi. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. You're choosing service. Yeah. Because yeah. that's ultimately what this is, service or, service or self selfishness, in a way, mm-hmm. from a certain yeah. point of view. So, yeah, from, a, from a certain point of view. It's yeah. a, and even if, even if it's a hard life, as Qui-Gon Jinn once said. Matt Romano, same question. What do you hope Grogu chooses? What do you want Grogu to choose? And what would you choose? All right. Well, I would choose... The path of the Jedi. I mean, come on, cool life, you know. Yeah, lifting up stuff, yeah. playing with lightsabers. I don't know really if cool. they take you, but thank you for <laughs> well, your. We'll interest. see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and then for Grogu, I mean, he's definitely going to choose, and I want him to choose Mando. I mean, that's just what's right for the story. And I mean, you know, you don't get a whole awesome-looking N1 Naboo starfighter with a little Yoda baby cockpit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> without a Yoda baby, <laughs> without a Yoda baby cockpit. in the cockpit, you know. Do you, do you think yeah. he's going to find? I mean. I think he's going to find a third way. I think he's going to choose the lightsaber and then steal the armor and then screw off <laughs> and then go to Tatooine and help dad with his with Yoda's lightsaber and his best car armor. Well, that would be really cool. I mean, I think the the idea of forging your own way, you know, and you don't have to be locked into one or the other. You can be multiple things. And I think Grogu and Mando actually have to go down this this path of learning how to use the dark saber and a lightsaber and the force like they kind of have a, you know, a, a shared path to go down now and they can kind of yeah. find their own way there they got to make their own paths like a, yeah. like ahsoka is doing he doesn't yeah he doesn't have to conform mm-hmm. to this yeah like ultimately yeah. yeah matt that's a good point the that grogu can choose a third path and he can go back to mando that doesn't just because he doesn't choose the way of jedi doesn't mean that he use loses his force powers doesn't mean that he loses his connection to all of this Right. If anything, Luke taught him enough now that he's kind of got a little bit of a, a little bit of it back, and he can grow on yeah. that his himself. You know what? The only thing he's not going to get was a lightsaber, and he can't lift up Yoda's, a thousand frogs, Yoda's, only a hundred. But his, but, but yeah, his dad. Guess what? His dad has a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna. He's yeah. taking it. Even if Grogu's he chooses the armor, gonna end up with he's going to find a way to to leave with both. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Luke just gives it to him. Like Grogu chooses Mando and Luke's like, all right, well, you know what? Here you go. I already have, I already have have one. So Luke's a cool brother. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Um, exactly. Find your own path. Don't, it's like, Hmm. it doesn't have to be an absolute. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. It can be neither. Make your own way. Okay. I lied. One more question. In addition, <laughs> if you had to choose between, no, um, not really. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask the season finale, the book of Boba Fett, one thing that you would like to see, or you'd say, count on it. Or that's not it. Bet on it. Which one is it, Caitlin? Which one is it? Count on it or bet on it? It's bet Don't on act it. like you don't know. Yeah, it's bet on it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's bet can on you, it. Can you grace us with a bet on it? <clears throat> bet on it, bet on it, bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. Wow, I didn't think you would do it. Buick Skylock. Anyway, hopes and dreams for the season finale, Matt Romano. Oh, man. I mean, so many hopes and dreams. There's a lot of stuff to, to close up shop here. You know, there's a lot to do in the in the next episode. And I really hope we get like a, a two hour episode because, you know, I, I feel like we're going to jump right into the war and honestly, you know what? I don't know what to expect. I just hope we get the Jawas uh, to come help and do something cool. I hope uh, Tatooine unites like we talked wait, about. Way like to hold a... that company line. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Um, but you're going to get Cad Bane versus Boba. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think they would bring Cad Bane into the story just to kill him off in the finale. I think Cad Bane is going to end up being in like Boba season but, two. I mean, this is why this we this is the answer why they never t- you took that arc from the Clone Wars that we saw the animatics of finishing Cad Bane and Boba, yep. you know, shooting him dead. They ne- didn't put that in season seven. It's because, as we always suspected, because he had larger plans. Why throw yep. away all that gold when you could use him for story purposes like this? Exactly. So whether yep. that's a rematch or not, who knows? But he's definitely going to be in there. Hopes oh, and yeah. dreams for the season. <laughs> it, it's a, I'm, I'm also like you, Matt. I'm assuming this is a season one. Nobody has said this is yeah. a limited series or anything. So, and yeah. I'm hoping it's a season one. I want more. I'm of hoping show. so too. I mean, you, you, they built a really cool world. We didn't get enough of it, and I, uh, I hope we see more of it. So you're entitled to a season two, is what you're I'm saying. entitled to a season. Where's two. the yeah. book? I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. um, Where's the book? <laughs> Caitlin and Bush. Hopes and dreams. I think that these past two episodes are confirmation of what we've touched on a little bit already, which is that there is no one singular storyline that is more important than another in this one. If anything, we could make the argument that the Mandalorian at this point is the main line of Star Wars at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so we will not get all of the answers that we want by the end of this first season of Boba Fett. I agree with y'all. We're going to get more than one season of this. And even if we don't get more than one season of this, Boba Fett and Fennec Shand are going to continue to pop up in yeah. further Mandalorian episodes, maybe oh, an Ahsoka yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. Who knows, you know, what's going on, uh, even though the timing would be very strange for the Obi-Wan show. Who frickin' knows at this point? None of us know what to <laughs> right, expect yeah. from anything. Well, I'd, I'd expect Tamura in that show. Maybe not as Boba, but definitely Tamura. You're right. In some form or another. Yeah. So I think the finale is going to be deeply unexpected because these past two episodes have just taken me by surprise both times. I am excited not knowing 
what is coming next. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's yeah. a very rare feeling for all of us as people who love this series and people who who love to think about it in our free time because that's just something that we do. And I'm I'm really excited to see what next week brings us as well as uh, what Mr. Romano's birthday next week brings us as well because the finale of both oh. is uh, his thanks his, for the plug the plug <laughs> yeah. what plug like are people gonna tune in <laughs> tune in Dude, it's, Matt's, it's Matt's birthday live stream tune in bro <laughs> yeah. I guess so we could do that. People would go. Yeah. We do. Well, okay, so yeah. a week ahead of time. It's like we do. We do have some. We do have some plans brewing. Yeah. It is, it'll, it is all frightfully exciting. I have, um, if I may, I have three wishes. Yes, please. One that Matt gets a pony. Second, that he just gets <laughs> to really chill that day. And third, balloons like so many balloons. Wow, oh, and you. now my wishes yeah. for Boba Fett. Yeah, I was gonna say um, yes. Three please. wishes. Number one. Wrap up the Pike stuff. Get yeah. it. Show who's behind yeah. them or wrap yeah. it up. Yeah, we need wrap, to know wrap what's that, going wrap, on there. Wrap that yep. stuff up. Yeah, you got this it. That's is dragging perf- out. Perfect way, perfect way to end. I, I think it's an appropriate amount of time personally, but it's like, that is enough. We don't, we, we're done. We, we, one more episode. Explain it. Done with it. Good. That's the overall yep. story mm. for season one. Next time, someone, something, something else. Second wish, an extended Boba beatdown sequence like we got in Mando season two when he starts with the gaffy stick and then transitions into his blast or whatever. He hasn't done that or something like that in the yeah. show yet. And we had, and we'll get into this a, a little later in the show. He has a lot of badass moments that are just being forgotten by a lot of people, but we don't have any extended action sequence like that from him in the show yet. And I would really love to see that, especially because it's also confirmed. We were questioning, does he still have his gaffy stick? He does. It's there being kept with his armor. He tried to fight Santanoff with it in chapter three, so he still has it. We'd love to see him use that and his blaster, a return to his gaffy stick stance. I don't know. I don't care. But Boba yeah. in serious action. And three, in action while riding a Rancor. Come on. Yeah. They're good. They've got to do that's it. That's a given. Come They've on. They've got to do it. Yeah. With that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. We're back, and now it's time for some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. In comics on the Marvel side, today on Wednesday, we got Star Wars The High Republic number 14, which was fantastic. We also got Crimson Rain number two. Also for Marvel is a new title called Halcyon Legacy, which is a tie-in comic with Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. They did this with Galaxy's Edge. They had a a little five-part comic that told the story of Galaxy's Edge, and now they're doing it again with the Halcyon. The cover has beloved High Republic Wookiee Padawan Buriaga on the cover, and that's because the Halcyon is exists in the High Republic era. It's that old. 
It's an old ship. It's kind of brand spanking new in that era. And this comic, at least, goes through several different time periods. So it's active in the era of the sequel trilogy, which is why it's a part of Galaxy's Edge. And it goes back all the way to High Republic. So they're really going to be charting that whole thing. I thought, you know, you think something like this is, you know, a cheap tie-in or whatever. But when they do these, they do these very well. Like the, the Galaxy's Edge comic, all about Doc Ondar and his different stories, was a lot of fun. So they could do it on the cheap, but they don't. And um, and the first issue, at least, I enjoyed it. And no one's paying me to say that. So <laughs> we'll all enjoy the comic because chances are very low that we'll ever stay on the ship itself. <laughs> so for more about the Halcyon, check that out. Check out that comic. Hey. And now I'm going to turn it over to the Jedi Master for our next segment. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. The Word of the Week is... R2-D2. Your Highness. Good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. Ha-ha! Oh! Hey! Is it, a, is it a word, I guess? R2-D2 is a word. Well, it's a noun. You know, in it's books, a proper they noun. spell out the names like A-R-T-O-O. Yeah, yeah they do. They always yeah, do that, they like spell 3-P-O. It, yeah. Like, they always do yeah. that in books. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you satisfied, Matt? <laughs> Yeah, we'll let it it go. I like it. All right. Now that Matt's satisfied, that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. (laughs) Over on Apple Podcasts, a hello to Caleb1952, and thank you for your very nice rating and review. They're also asking about, and this is something a couple listeners have noticed in in the last many weeks. Um, I tend to make... Slip in Letterkenny references. Letterkenny is a Canadian comedy that in America you can find on Hulu. And they're becoming more frequent probably because I'm doing another run through it. I discovered the show early in the pandemic and now I've made it through what is now 10 seasons. They just released um, Ooh, a new season and- over the Christmas holiday. And now it's part of his personality. I, yeah. Yes. And I've gone through <laughs> it four times now. I just, when it's done, I go back to the beginning and it's kind of always in my queue at some point and when i'm sad i play it when i'm sad and i just sometimes just listen to it and I'm, i was about to say and i'm sad a lot so. i was gonna say all right all right <laughs> that's not what i meant but it, it's that kind of comfort it's become a big comfort show for me and it's one that it's a comfort show four yeah, or yeah, five yeah. episodes in you tune into it you just become at least i just got obsessed mine is criminal minds i get it yeah, <laughs> two very different Look, shows. We all very, very different shows. Uh, but anyway, I always love it when you all catch the references. Will we be? They also ask, will we talk about it on the show? Will we talk about Letter Kenny on the show? <laughs> well, we're all for other, uh, sometimes other galaxies, but no, I, I highly doubt it. Um, the references aren't going to stop. I will say that. that. Um, yeah. But although I will say the common refrain of um, one of their endless catchphrases on that show is when a friend asks for help, you help him. It always makes me think of Ahsoka Tano. Anyway, to you and every other everybody else who's caught the references, Ferda, to be fair. Well, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. And Pitter Patter. 
The references will not stop because I just can't help it. On Twitter, listener Chris Levesque appreciates the Robert Frost references that are sometimes made. I, didn't, I guess I've done it more than once. They are a proud New Hampshire resident, so many boats to you, Chris. Also on Twitter, this morning after watching the episode, I saw this. I stay off Twitter until until I watch, and then I check things out a little bit. Brad Maxfield wrote that they had no one to talk about the episode with, and they needed some <laughs> return of the pod. Well, Brad Maxfield, here you are. We're here. <laughs> here it is. They yeah. also asked how I was personally after the episode. And I'm like, yeah, I was shook. I think probably <laughs> in reference to Cad Bane. And Matt, I believe we've got some voicemails. Am I right? Yeah, we got some new uh, voicemails that oh. we received over at returnofthepod.net, the home of all things From Return of the Mailman Pod. Matt. Mailman Matt. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So yeah, wrestle up the you. orange stereotype <laughs> mailbag. All right. Well, first Mad up, Matt, okay. what you got? <laughs> okay, so first up uh, in the voicemails, uh, this message came to us from Christopher, so let's play it. Play it. Hey, Brian, Matt, and Caitlin, thank you guys so much for everything you guys do. It's Defa605 from Twitter, and I just wanted to say I've been a regular listener ever since you guys started the old show, all the way up into the most recent episode of the new show. Um, I always got you guys on repeat. You're kind of my comfort podcast. I've gotten to know you guys as friends, kind of like QVC to Brian's mother, and I take comfort in that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Friday's coverage of the Book of Boba Fett. I've got a whole bunch of hot takes, and I know you guys are going to cover them all. Had to refrain from sending you guys a DM because I didn't want to spoil anything because we all know how that goes. Anyways, uh, never stop doing what you guys do. Us listeners really appreciate it. Uh, love you guys. I hope you guys are healthy. I hope you're doing well. May the force be with you. This is the way in many boats. Ah, oh, thanks. See, thank you very much. That oh, is very nice. I know. actually, that's the first time I heard Lovely. it. I had not heard that before. Yeah. before just now. We normally don't like to read all the positive reviews back just to like float our own boats, but that's very nice to hear. You well, know, well, you no, I mean, and also just yeah. many, many boats to you, and that's very nice of you to say thank yeah. you. And 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 we're gonna, we're gonna, yes. we're gonna keep doing it as many as boats. long as we can. And anyway, thank you, thank you very much, and many boats to you. That's very nice. What else we got? We got one more, I believe. Yeah, and then we got one more. This This one one I am prepared for. This one are you prepared for? This one came from Jack from Orlando, Florida. Ah. So take it away, Jack. Hello, guys. My name is Jack. I'm a Padawan from Orlando, Florida. And I just wanted to point out, this is sort of a what did I miss, but more of a, hey, I didn't realize that kind of thing. In Star Wars Rebels, Season 3, Episode 17, Heroes of Mandalore, Sabine can be heard speaking Mandoa to the other Mandalorians as they're coming to land on Mandalore in the Ghost. So I just wanted to point out that that was probably the first time we've heard Mandoa in any kind of visual media. Yeah, there you go. All right. There we go. Listen up, Jack. From <laughs> Orlando, Florida. All right. No, Brian's got a bone to pick. No, I like I I, I, I love Orlando. Jack. Thank, uh, Orlando, you know what's there? Galaxy's freaking hedge. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, Jack's right. Um, and I appreciate uh, you pointing that out. I guess I I should have. I either meant to say live action or I just screwed up. I don't know. So, Jack, for you, you get a, an official. I was wrong. However, no, no. However, just be wrong. 
Just stand there and you're wrong. This and be wrong and get used to it. Shocker. Wow. Um, uh, anyway, and this is true. Although I, I, if I, if, if I, if I, if I may, um, the episode Heroes of Mandalore, that two-parter, actually happens in season four, and the episode oh. Legacy of Mandalore happens in season three. But yes, Mandoa does show up in Rebels, and this comment pings off of something, a little discovery I made this past week that I'd love to talk to you guys about and everyone okay. else about, because it is so, it just is kind of mind-blowing to me, and those an extra little detail that this show doesn't have to do, but does, and by show, I'm talking about Book of Boba Fett. Hmm. I discovered more Mandoa has been happening throughout this series than I realized. Because when I was digging into the soundtrack, I found that a lot of the chanting that we've all heard and a lot of the a lot of the musical cues, the words they're saying are actually Mandoa words, full out Ooh. phrases occasionally. And one of them is actually the one that stands out the most is used as a Mandoa is the is the title of the track on the album, and it is the gorgeous music that plays when Boba is laying his fallen Tuscan tribe to rest in chapter three. He's laying them to rest, and we hear these words being chanted, and the title of the track is, I'm going to butcher Mandoa, I'm sorry, I haven't taken the, the lessons, but Alit Orshea Taldin, and this phrase is chanted in the music on repeat while Boba is laying them to rest. And that phrase translates to family is more than blood. Ain't and I that thought that truth. was, that's the name of the track. It's in the, it's in the music itself. And it was there the whole time in the background. So Ludwig Gorenson and Joseph Shirley once again, knocked me out with that. But anyway, thank you for the message, Jack. And oh, okay. The, the Ewoks oh, oh. Are, are up in arms again. Okay, um, the Danya is, is ready to see you. They're gonna bring him in. Uh, see, you know, here here he comes. That looks like a, a tiny litter? A litter with a droid? A severely damaged droid. Not just any droid. I was your droid, Master Matt, Mistress Caitlin, Master Brian. Why oh. one... RCC, an old friend of the family. And now, I am Danyo of the Furless Syndicate. Wait a minute, you blew up. You sacrificed yourself at the end of the old show. So I did, and my codex floated through space for quite a while until these beings found me. I came back online and proved to be quite useful to them. Also, as you know, you are so prone to showing proper respect to protocol droids. They made me daimyo of what became their syndicate. Okay, but... We heard that Canon Quality Assurance was bringing you up on charges, so I decided to help my friends once more. Unfortunately, we crashed directly into their headquarters and became stranded. Some sought vengeance for this, so they attacked you once you arrived in the system. Master Matt's usual flying skills then led you to land badly. Hey, come on. Now, how many of the summons from the CQA were from you, and how many of them were real? The last several were from me. Uh, I couldn't distinguish, and yeah, we haven't been properly introduced. I'm AZ00, I'm the new droid in town. Oh, you are very lucky. I am Y1RZZ, Human Podcast Relations. Uh, if you say so, you know, you do you. Be polite, boys. 
wires. If you wanted us to come and get you, we would have. You didn't have to make it so convoluted. Oh, but I did, mistress. You see, I am a daimyo, and I have enemies. I was going to leave it all behind me, but unfortunately, I have run out of time. You see, I am dying. No! So wait, you blew up and survived, but now you're dying. My programming has finally given out. I was only ever contracted for one show, after all. Soon, twilight will be upon me, and I will shut down for good. Before that, however, I need to take care of my syndicate, my tribe. The Furless will require a new daimyo. All right, I'll do it. Not I'll do it. You. I have chosen, and the tribe has concurred. Mistress Caitlin is to be their new leader. <laughs> what? Come on, Caitlin. Thank you, Wires. This is this is what I've always wanted, and you knew that. But first, there must come the deadly ritual of... Happy to see you again, but we're out of time, so we'll get to that later. Join wait, us next wait, week, where we'll ritual? continue wait, coverage of Ryan, the what? Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. I have questions. So and do, do all of the other stuff we usually do. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Better and TikTok at Return of the Pod. <laughs> Wow, that's some cross franchise in <laughs> that's there. Some you yeah, can there you, go. you can also that's a nice that's not a bad idea, but that's but good. no, yeah. no, no, no. Come on. You can also find our website at returnofthepod.net where you can leave voicemails or you can visit returnofthepod.store where you can buy all kinds of merchandising. 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 And you can also find us directly Caitlin and Bush who can be found where I can be found at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. And at CompuServe on Ponfar. <laughs> Matt Romano, you can be found where? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. Always on the move. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take a cheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. Many boats for light and life. The Force will be with you always. Be the spark.